Welcome, everybody, to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gio, and I'm joined by Just Johnny. What is What do you got going on over there? I got some stuff, man. It's, <laughs> uh, it is like New World, End of Old World days, man. You can do whatever. It's like apocalyptic times. It's nice. Okay, so you got, you got something going on there. That, that's cool. If this is your first time listening, this is the show from SwitchRPG.com, where we bring you the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week, we are talking some Trials of Mana. Okay, that just released, like, I don't know, today as as of this recording. And we got quite a bit of news to go over. Also, um, don't forget to visit our Discord, discord discord.switchrpg.com, as well as our Twitter, uh, that's SwitchRPG, and some merch if you can. Um, And you can find that on switchrpg.com. So, Johnny. What are you yep. playing? What are you playing? Oh, man. So, Shocker Shocker, playing Radiant Historia. Really? Yeah. So Unbelievable. Continuing, continuing with that, uh, it's, it's you know, still going, right? It's still lengthy. I'm, uh, you know, I'm on Chapter 5 on both timelines, uh, and, you know, things things are going good. You're still enjoying it, though, right? It's not like, all right, I put this many hours into it. I just got to finish it. Well, I, I definitely feel like I want to finish it. Um, it's there is a limit in the where the in the combat mechanics where it kind of feels not just combat mechanics, but like dungeon delving type of thing where it feels a little stagnant. However, the storyline is keeping me going, and the storyline okay. is cool and interesting, and just that time jumping thing that happens is is always interesting because it's yeah I've, I've never even seen play the game like it so uh okay. that's still keeping me going and it's not it's not bad it's just like um you know it, it's like tropey grindy elements that you typically get mm-hmm. in a um in a jrpg it's very it feels very traditional jrpg for those elements but the stuff that it does differently and new and novel that's just great right Right. It's great. But doing that, uh also fired up Darkest Dungeon. Um kind of based on our discussion that we were having like okay. uh, a couple weeks ago or whatnot. I fired that back up again. I think it was because I got an email update or I saw an update on the Steam page about how the um the multiplayer stuff is coming in. Oh, okay. Um so you I you have further information. How is that gonna work? Uh, so, Do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your party member, they're giving you brand new party members. The party members, well, you can recruit basically all the different classes. I counted them up. I think there's either 17 or 19 different classes. It looks wow. like they're inserting one new one because there's one I did not recognize. It was like this uh, lady with a big giant rifle. So okay, that, that looked very, very new. Like, a, I don't know if it was a musket or a... Um, or like a sniper rifle almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a long fight. So that's new. Um, and the abilities that you have, they mentioned in a post that they are going to be reworked in order to work in PvP. So it seems like they spent a good deal of time rethinking the game to work for PvP. So that kind of alleviates a lot of the, the issues, the qualms that I had when we were talking about the multiplayer uh, PvP stuff, they mm-hmm. are going to have a ladder system, uh, and there's 
there's no impact on your single player game when you're doing the multiplayer stuff. However, I think there are rewards that you can take into your single player, but you're never draining any of your single player resources, uh, any of your single player resources. So, so it's the... kind of like standalone. I think okay. they're called the arena or, or the circus. It's called the circus. Now, this seems really weird to me because they are working on Darkest Dungeon 2, and to have like a substantial update like this on a previous game or in a game that's been out for such a long it's been out for a while yeah well all right so they actually respond to that too okay <laughs> they basically said and i don't buy it too much like sure that's their excuse uh however it always has my opinion based on like the metroid stuff it always has an impact on um time on development and time and stuff like that but mm -hmm. what they said is hey don't worry this does not impact uh the sequel uh production because we hired an entirely separate team to do this multiplayer stuff okay so that's what they say and they interesting they probably legitimately did that but once again you can also counter argue with that could have been another five ish ten ish members that could work directly on the sequel right yeah, why not hire them? Bring them in on the sequel. I'm guessing this is stuff that they want to bring into the sequel, you know? So it's not really time-wasted, I guess. Especially, well, if, especially if they bring it in into the other, the other game. Well, who's asking for multiplayer? No, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So it's still time-wasted. If the mode isn't fun, if it doesn't turn out good, then yeah, it's time-wasted. I'm going to say it's more likely that it's time-wasted. Because I don't know, I mean, I love. I know people who play the game. I don't know people who want to play the game with other people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, so, look, I'm, I'm going to try it out. No sure. question about it. I've, I've been playing it on Switch. It's not out yet. That update is not out yet on uh, PC. Uh, and it's probably going to hit PC first. So I can probably. Get, kind of get like a first, because I have the game on both. I have the, I bought it twice for whatever silly reason. Um, <laughs> hey, I bought, I bought another game that I'm not going to mention like three times. So doesn't yeah. matter. I, I feel you. I feel you. I bought a... <laughs> what's that? Uh, that Apocalypse game. Death. Fall, Fallout? No, no, no. With, with, uh, he plays Death. Uh, Darksiders? Yes, Darksiders 2. I bought okay. two copies of that game. For the same console. For the same <laughs> console? What? Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. I'm going to mention that, and that's it. Uh, so I'm... Kind of going through darkest dungeon went through a couple more dungeons trying to level up my my lower level uh dudes so i can eventually get them ready for the darkest dungeon uh and man i i love playing it but then you know stuff hits the fan sure and i just put it down and just be like nope not going to get into it again. <laughs> like, I got my fill. I'm out. Right. Yeah, it's, that it's sounds fun. like a, a pure Darkest Dungeon experience. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, like, like completely uncalled for, unnecessary randomness, like, to an extreme amount. Like, doing stuff doesn't go your way. And, you know, a demon comes out because, you know, you use the torch on a weird shrine that you shouldn't have and like this demon kind of just wrecks every all of your plans uh -huh. it's recoverable 
the problem is like the you know a half hour or to an hour that you're dedicating going through this dungeon only to like have a complete and utter party wipe mm-hmm. and it's permadeath it's a brutal game man it's brutal so you know stuff like that happens and i'm like yeah i'm i'm done playing this for another you know half year and then well, maybe or at least until the actual pvp right like you had mentioned well, the pvp that sounds cool because it's just one combat against one person hopefully less randomness and stuff like that i'm, did, I'm interested i'm definitely interested did they say whether or not that was permadeath there, it doesn't matter because you're constantly building you are they're giving you the min maxing right okay. so you can min max each of your units they're gonna i, I believe they're gonna be like some maximum uh amount um because they're retooling all of the abilities to work in p to make pvp sense mm-hmm. for example stress kind of unless they're turning it into a combat mechanic for pvp stress is not going to be affected i don't right. know how they're doing it but they're gonna clearly they're gonna need to change some stuff yeah so, yep. so you're probably going to get no levels there's no there won't be any character progression what you're probably going to get is like you're climbing up the ladder right, right. That's your progression. It's more, maybe maybe they throw in some like cosmetic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe trinkets. I can kind of see trinkets playing into that. But if they wanted it to be competitive, they kind of can't throw in any kind of like my characters at level your characters or my abilities right. at level. Your they stuff. could potentially say, "All right, you have a hundred points allotted to your four characters. Use yeah. it as you yeah. as you see fit." And yep, like, that's it. A budget, a loadout budget. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they could do something like that. Don't know though. Don't know what they're doing. But so I've been playing that, uh, and then going into like weird Looney Land. I went hard, 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 hard into <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. What brought this on? <laughs> <laughs> so. I did research, and oh Final Fantasy Tactics, first off, Final Fantasy Tactics was a game that I always wanted to play. I always wanted to play it. It was on my to-do. I never actually played that game. Okay. I've seen it played, right? My brother has it. Uh, my friend has it. They played the game in front of me multiple times, and I always looked at it. I'm like, ah, oh, cool, interesting. And then I never, like, really got into it, got into it. And then I, I did some research on, like, Ogre Battle stuff. Yep. And lo and behold, the person who made the original Ogre Battle, his next game was Tactics Ogre on the oh. Super Nintendo, yeah. which, as we all know, is the, the godfather, not, not the true godfather, because there have been other games in, like, uh, on PC and whatnot, like one or two others, not very many. But Tactics Ogre is essentially the godfather of tactics-style games as we know it, um, with, with very few exceptions. Uh, so he made that, and then he left Quest. Did He did a lots of development for Ogre Battle 64, but he didn't complete it. Uh, he left the team and went to Square Enix and made Final Fantasy Tactics. And then, after Tactics, he made Vagrant Story. And then, after Vagrant Story, he made Final Fantasy XII. And then, after Final <laughs> Fantasy XII... You've been doing some hardcore research, okay. Yeah, 
he went back and did the remaster, um, the the kind of remake of Tactics Ogre on the PSP. Oh, right. I, that's why I, I never knew that existed. Yeah. He did the remake of that, and he, he's... He's done other stuff, like some of his newest stuff is the, oddly enough, like the stuff that uh, people absolutely loved last year, which was the the Shadowbringers expansion stuff Okay. on Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. So like this guy is, everything he makes is gold. And you can tell... That his style of making games and telling stories, RPG stories, they're all super similar. So I started to play because I was curious about Final Fantasy Tactics, and I knew it was a great game. Started to play it, and all of a sudden I'm like going through the menus, playing the game, getting the story, and I'm like, oh my god, this is this is Ogre Battle. <laughs> and if, so it felt very familiar. It felt so familiar. I'm like, this. And I knew it was made by the by similar people that did Tactics Ogre. I just didn't when I did the full research, I then realized like this is the dude. It's just uh, uh I think it's like uh Yoshimu Matsuhiro. Uh, let me quickly I, I don't want to butcher the name. Well you are uh, you already did. Yeah, I know I know I did. <laughs> already. I don't wanna I wanna I wanna recoup. Recoup. Uh, let's see. Uh, Yasumi Matsuno. So that that is his name. That, that's your dude, man. That is your dude. So you just went back and started playing all of his games? So what I ended up doing is, and I went really hard because I don't want to do multiple stuff. So uh, I so playing Final, I'm going to jump back to Final Fantasy Tactics, but the other two games I grabbed was uh, Vagrant Story, which okay. my brother has. Uh, just fire that up, just the opening sequence. And you can, I can already tell, like, this is some top-tier quality storytelling. Just from the opening to that game is like a half hour long, and it's wow. like pure story. That's, it is that's like, a typical JRPG setup, right? It, the intro, you got to install all yeah. the characters first. Right. Well, this is this is a PlayStation One game, and and the budget quality is impressive, super impressive. Like what they were doing there for storytelling. Uh, even in, oddly enough, Final Fantasy Tactics, the storytelling on these sprites is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have like animations. They are like they're like slapping each other across the face. Beautiful stuff. And then I also grabbed Tactics Ogre. Now I'm saving Tactics Ogre. For last, I did. I did actually play through the first mission of that, uh, and yeah, it, it's very clear to me. Tactics Ogre is like the creme of the crop, crowning jewel. So I'm gonna save. I put that, tucked that away. I tucked away Vagrant Story, so that's also tucked away. I am going. I'm. I am going to go through all three of these absolute gems from a person that has made some of my favorite games of all time. Ne- nevertheless, RPGs of all time. Like I just absolutely love the ogre battle tactics ogre games i never played by the way tactics ogre the original tactics ogre i did uh the uh game boy advance one um holy knight of lotus or something like that um i played and beat that and obviously i did uh the original ogre battle and ogre battle 64 so uh tactics ogre was always on my bucket list of to do 
and apparently mm -hmm. it is incredible and you can kind of already tell you can tell like when you play these games there is like game of thrones style storytelling right with lots of characters not not season eight though right or actually season six and beyond so you're talking not, early early yeah it's more like okay. season one stuff like like okay. it is about individual characters who they are who they work for there is final fantasy tactics by the way there's betrayal like crazy there hmm. are people manipulating other people manipulate that are manipulating other people multiple times in final fantasy tactics the only problem i have right now final fantasy Tactics, and it is amazing amazing game the only problem i have right now is the translation the localization of it is not good not so, so good. there are some there are some writing issues that i have with it like just with some of the dialogue exchanges that happen it's so you're weird. just chalking that up to just trans translation um, right. Yeah, I'm talking up to that because uh, this is the game released in the one 1997. So localization was not a strong suit, at, no. especially for a second tier Final Fantasy game. Right, so almost, I, almost, yeah. Oh, spin off, maybe. Is it, yeah, you it, a spin off? Yeah, well, actually, uh, so the world that, that this person made, this, this amazing person whom I, I loved his games, his, his masterful creations, and never knew how much more there was to it until now. Uh, so this person built the world of Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, it took place in a world called Ivalice, and that's the same world that Final Fantasy XII takes place in. Oh. And in Final Fantasy XIV, the the new stuff, the Shadowbringers, and I think one of the other uh, expansionary stuff, uh, they have or one of the more recent tie-ins. They they tie in. Uh, you kind of like teleport to Ivalice from. It, it's like you go to that world or that continent or whatever, right. and you go there and you actually interact with the main character Ramsa and um, and his sister. Uh, uh, Alta, uh, Amta. This is, that's in twelve. Alma, Alma, Alma. That's in no, that's in fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, oh, oh okay. Ramsa, All right. Ramsa and Alma are um, are in are the well, Alma not so much, but Ramsa is the main character of Final Fantasy Tactics, and you interact with some of those Final Fantasy Tactics characters in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. It's not like can I don't think it's canon stuff. But just to know that the world he built, and he does this all the time, right. this, uh, this uh, game designer, writer, director uh, person, he always makes these big, giant, well-thought-out worlds and these big stories that are very nuanced and intriguing and do not hold your hand whatsoever. Oh, good. They, they don't do – they kind of generally steer clear of, like, tropey stuff. Now, Final Fantasy Tactics uh, – there are some elements of like you know lightheartedness and some tropiness, but there is a whole lot of just plot and hmm. scheming and intrigue and and really well, really really good stuff. Like I am, I'm in. I'm actually close. Believe it or not, <laughs> uh, last I talked to you wasn't that long ago, and I have started 
and now I am close to the end. I'm probably about 70% through Final Fantasy Tactics. Wow. Yeah, I, I have I've got over 30 hours. I know that much. I got over 30 hours into that game. I'm going super hard into it. It is it is a gem, and I can't wait to like complete it so that I can move on to Vagrant Story and then to uh, Tactics Ogre. And Tactics Ogre, there are there are some stuff in that game that was kind of like at way ahead of its time that they did in that, and I just can't wait to like get in there and crunch. Mm-hmm. It's good. Nice. Man, you just be going you you going back in time. I'm going way back. I will say this. Modern games should go back to Final Fantasy Tactics and learn a thing or two because oh my goodness, the systems that are in play, the combat systems, the mechanics are so solid. We're talking like Breath of the Wild level solidness. Like stuff that stuff that in this could be, you kind of see this stuff in other Final Fantasy games, but you don't really see this stuff in other tactics games. Like Fire Emblem could take a whole lot of notes from Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Tactics specifically, right? They have weird stuff where, like, I had a flame rod equipped. Now, you don't see the fact that the flame rod does fire damage. You don't see that. It just does weapon damage. You just think it's doing weapon damage. And then I equipped a uh, a fire uh, flame shield, whatever it's called, to uh, to some character, some knight. Uh, and on the shield it says, "Oh, you can now absorb fire, so fire will heal you instead." Oh, okay. And when you attack your own characters, you gain experience. So normally you just go around when you're not. You kind of want to play around with the battlefield and min max your experience gain and job point gain by attacking your own characters, having them just whack each other uh, over and over again, just like <laughs> your farming experience, right? You're is, that, is that training, though, or are you really, like, killing your own characters? You're really killing your own characters. It's in the middle of combat when there are enemies on the field. Okay. So you have to be a little careful while doing it, but it's it when you play it, it makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, huh. But I went to go and do that, and I hit the knight <laughs> with uh, the flame rod stick, and lo and behold, it healed the knight. Ah, okay, because he had the flame shield, right? Because the flame rod, which it doesn't say on your character sheet and on the weapon, it doesn't say that it does fire damage. Right. But it's... then you just, I can, you know, the tune, you know, the connection was made. I'm like, oh, okay. And there's a whole lot. That's just one example of like a finely tuned system. It is not very intuitive. There's you have to like really peek underneath the hood in order to like figure this stuff out. Like the brave uh, characters have these uh, this brave attribute and this uh, faith attribute, and depending on whether they are high or low, certain things can happen. Like if your brave drops too low, your units will leave the battle map. They'll uh-huh. like chicken out. The, uh, sorry, they don't leave. They uh, they turn into actual chickens Do they and they really? start to like. Yeah, they turn to chickens and they start like <laughs> running around and and slowly recouping some some bravery. That's uh, awesome. And if characters have too much faith, they will leave your party because they're holier than you and they're All out. Right. So it's like weird. So you have to like balance that stuff out, but you don't even know about that 
that mechanic. I guess if I would have peeked into the tutorial system, because there's a lot of text in the game, I would have realized these things, but mm -hmm. I never actually did that. Uh, and then I opened up a uh, a uh, FAQ kind of like explaining the, the stat system. And then I finally learned the the stat system because things just weren't making sense. Now they make sense. Maybe it just even the tutorial or whatever wasn't doing a good job. I didn't go through it, so I okay. can't say it wasn't doing a good job. You just totally skipped it. Well, it's there. It's like always there for you to oh, look yeah. into. And I just never got around. Cause I, was, I was doing perfectly fine playing the game with many different classes, changing my jobs and all that, doing di very different loadouts and builds and stuff like that. Thief, by the way, is a terrible class. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is bad in that game. Um, but I probably played it wrong. That's a possibility. Anyway, that has been what I've been playing. Sorry for the very long-winded stuff. No, no, I mean, you, you're jumping into some pretty big RPGs, and RPGs that I'd love to see on the Switch, honestly. Yeah, um, and I, the Final Fantasy Tactics, um, even though my brother has it, instead of playing it on uh, the original PlayStation, which I didn't want to bust out onto, like, an old CRT, I have an emulator that is run, you know, running that on, you know, nice HD resolutions uh -huh. and whatnot. So it's looking quite good. Um, not like it's not. It doesn't look bad. How about that? It definitely doesn't look bad. Okay. And I know that like CD-ROM loading times would have been a crazy hurdle. And also you can do like save state. So it's just way more convenient right. and pleasure pleasurable to run it on the emulator. Right. Uh, it's the same exact game. Right. You, you, and so, even even running on an emulator, you could probably pick up some different, like, uh, translation packs if it's available, things like that. Uh, maybe. Maybe? I don't know. I, I, I'm running off of the original, the original game. It's not even... I think the game released twice on the PlayStation. I'm running off of the original okay. uh, release. I think there was, like, a second release that came afterward. Afterwards, in in order and was, they like nerfed the the enemies. Really? <laughs> they made the game easier on the second release. They turned it into the easy mode. I think they did that because it was like a little bit too hard. Because the game's hard. It it is hard. There's permadeath in the game. Ugh. Tough. But it's permadeath's not bad. Like if a character falls in combat, you just go up to them, you use a phoenix down, and they resurrect, and you're good. Mm-hmm. Just looking up Final Fantasy Tactics, it was released on Game Boy Advance, the PlayStation, like you said, PSP, yep. and the Nintendo DS. A different iteration. So, Game Boy Advance got Final, Final, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. PSP got Final Fantasy Tactics The War of the Lions. DS yep. got Final Fantasy, Fantasy Tactics A2 Grimoire of the Rift. A, A2 is the sequel. Okay. But it's not... I actually, I think I have that. Um, is that I'm the sequel to the Game Boy Advance one? Or uh, the sequel to the PlayStation one? So I believe the Game Boy Advance one, I have, there's, there was one sequel that was made, and it's not that good. Okay. And I think that sequel is on the Game Boy Advance. I have it. I played it. I didn't beat it because it was... It kind of turned me off. It, it, it seemed like a lesser Tactics Ogre Knight of Lotus game. 
which mm-hmm. I had as well. So it kind of felt like more of the same. And I played the Knight of Lotus game first. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. And the other one, I'm not sure if that's the same game imported or if it's a sequel to that sequel. It sounds like it might be a spin-off. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I just put in Final Fantasy Tactics, and those those four showed up. Yeah, the the Final Fantasy Tactics A2, whatever the sequel to Final Fantasy Tactics, doesn't even take place in the same world, or at least it doesn't seem like it does. And the characters, it's just it presents itself as a more kid friendly game all right uh geared towards a younger audience than tactics tactics is not a game for a young audience it is a mature storyline there are are lots of people dying in that game (laughs) it's good it's real good all right so what i've been playing thank you for asking is trying to get into this no, I, I try to sneak it in every time, so you, it's going to be few and far between when you get me. Um, Operentia has still been playing that, and I, and I did mention a while back that about the respecking issue that I was having and, and whatnot. Again, it turns out that I was not the only one who, who was having that problem. I did respec. I dumped everything, I think, into strength, and I was able to progress. Um, so, I've As been, you should. Did you get rid of your silly agility builds? No, because I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to go back to it. I was doing just fine up until the boss. It makes no sense. Here's my thing. We, and again, we talked about this. You shouldn't have to respec a character um, because a game tells you to. You should be respecting a character because you made mistakes specking your character. No. Yes. No. Th- there should or, be no. Or, or if you want to change the way your character plays, it should not be because this, this boss is near impossible because of the way I built my character. It should not no. be like that. No, like there should be no restrictions. The developers should allow you should be ha- have the flexibility to put in any reason for incentivizing or disincentivizing character respect. I think right? this- having a, 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 a I think having a pretty much a block. This there was no way I was going to get by these guys without respecting my character. Having a block like that is in no way incentivizing respecting. Especially it's without a, telling you. It's a free respect. respect. And, and, and that means nothing to me. It shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. It should, it should almost be part of a story or something like that. It was never, it was never brought up in anything uh, that you could respect. You know, right. it just didn't make any sense. If it, if it wasn't brought up, then that's a different story. They should fix that. But the fact that they have that system in place where they yep. want you to respect in order to solve, like, boss fight dungeon or boss fights, yep. that's fine. I think that's perfectly reasonable. But they do have to, if they didn't educate you and, and bring, let you know that that was a thing, then they failed there. But the right. fact that they are doing that, I don't think that's poo-poo. Uh, no, right. I just don't think that's a good way to incentivize... Um, incentivize respecting. I think that's a terrible way of doing it. I think maybe even putting it into story, you know, would be great. All right. Oh, listen, we're in in the dungeon. You know, story dictates we're gonna face these guys. You may want to look into having a lot of strength because we're gonna need like something really stupid, simple like that. I think um would probably resolve that situation. Um. Instead of just becoming like, oh my god, I, I don't know what to do because all of my weapons, all of the things I've I've gotten, uh, I've I've gotten 
are, are pretty much useless because now I have to respect totally different. It just does. It's just I don't know. But I I finally got through it, so I'm happy about that. Okay. Uh, are you enjoying what's coming after? I have. I had to put the. <laughs> I had to put it down for a minute because then Trials of Mana came came to me, and I had to play Trials of Mana. But I'll I'll I'll, I'll get into that. Um, I've been playing more Dreadnoughtical. Uh, again, Operancy and Dreadnoughtical are from the same developer slash publisher, Zen Studios. Dreadnoughtical is. Ugh, it's not grown on me, and I've put in probably about five hours at least into that game, maybe even a little bit more, and it hasn't really grown on me yet. I'm not enjoying the uh, the play loop right now. Um, I I'm just going to leave it at that, that because the game isn't out yet, and I don't want to fully put out, I'm kind of under embargo, so I, I don't want to really fully put out anything. I, I just need more time, I think, uh, to see how that play loop, if it continues to, to be as such as a grind as it is, or things, you know, or things change. So, yeah, that is Dread Nautical. Um, Cloudpunk. Have you heard of Cloudpunk? Yeah, we talked about it when we saw the, um, I guess it was like a little intro video of yeah. like some C car driving yep. through like a very like voxel style city. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. So, essentially, your a um uh cyberpunk kind of postal worker and i've only put a few hours into this but i'm kind of enjoying this and i'm playing it on pc i'm not playing it on the switch it is promised to come to the switch i have no idea when but uh, i'm enjoying it so far uh it's 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 fun the story is really interesting and i think that's where this is going to excel is the story in Cloudpunk. And I'm kind of playing this through to kind of just get an idea as to what the Switch could offer. And I'm seeing this easily transferring over to the Switch with no with no issues. So um, I think we have a good... Uh, Cloudpunk, I think, is going to be a good one on our, on our hands. So I'm playing Cloudpunk. And then... How does it play, though? What do you mean? In terms of... What? Is it like uh it seems like I get the vibes that it's gonna be mostly like a uh a visual novel with some minor like drive from one location to another. That's essentially what I've done so far. I've only put in a few hours into it, and essentially you're you're picking up packages, you're bringing them to wherever the customer wants you to bring them. But there's kind of story behind that all. So cyberpunk is kind of uh, it's kind of your behind like your the dirty like cloud cloud i'm sorry yes what did i say city punk cyber cyberpunk <laughs> all these freaking cyberpunk games coming out um cloudpunk is kind of your 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 deep web kind of delivery service i i okay. think that's probably the best way to explain it right now again i don't even know i don't even know if the game's available right now can you check on your steam to see if it's available or if it's an early access let me load it up. Um, so I'm I'm not sure if I should be saying too much right now. <laughs> I I wasn't. What is it? Uh, I, I yeah, it's available for purchase right now. Uh, let's see. I wasn't given any embargo instructions, so I, I'm. It I'm released assuming... yesterday. Oh, beautiful. There you go. 
good because yeah. now I'm not I'm not under embargo anymore. So yeah, it's it's kind of your deep yeah maybe um I I will say with Trials of Man it's a very different story uh, as far as what I can do, but Cloudpunk is kind of your deep web postal service. That's the best way I could kind of describe it. And the reviews on Steam right now it's at eighty five percent user reviews. Yeah, it's a good game. User reviews, which is pretty good. Yeah, I would say I would say it's a good game, and uh, the driving is probably the least intuitive in terms of controls there. I think that's kind of where it's lacking. You know, it's not your Grand Theft Auto control type of thing. It's a little kind of basic. You're not on rails, which is what I thought you were going to be. I thought you were going to be driving out on rails, but no, you can get off the highway. The highway um, is basically if you really want to speed up, you know, it makes sense, right? So you actually can gain, get to wherever you need to get to faster if you choose to get on the highway, but you can go anywhere. Uh, so it looks it was, like you can run on foot too. Yep, you can run on foot, but it always kind of has that side, uh, that uh, side scrolling angle. Yep, um, a a very pulled back third person view. Right, right, and there's things to be had in the environment. You can pick up things. You can get um, food, drink, that sort of stuff. I have yet to work that stuff out, so I'm not entirely sure how that fits into the gameplay. So I I can't speak in terms of that. But so far, what I've played has been pretty good it visually looks good yeah it, it's it's your basic cyberpunk punk aesthetic though but it's it's very different in terms of the way it's presented um basic basic yeah you got your your it's very dark it's got neons <laughs> that's your fog machines everywhere fog machines like that's that's your cyberpunk like <laughs> you watch anything cyberpunk you play anything cyberpunk there you go yeah um, but the not many cyberpunk games, though. I, I don't get why there's a lot being announced and are in development and are now right. start. Right, there you aren't got... actually that many cyberpunk games. Now, uh, that's what I mean, though. Like, all the announcements that are coming out, you have Game Deck, which is another cyberpunk game. You have Cyberpunk uh, 2077, that's another cyberpunk game. And, and there are so many other ones. Um, Oh, shoot. I have one right on the tip of my tongue that I, I, can, I can't really think of the name. But, yeah, there, there's so many cyberpunk games coming out and i just think it's just the the timing of it all with cyberpunk 2077 and um there's the shoot there's the newer netflix show that uh the second season just came out can't think Uh, don't know anyway what else have you been playing trials of mana Ah. have you you said you were gonna look into it and you you didn't it's good man it's good look into what Trial, getting Trials of Mana. You're going to look at wait, waiting for review type of thing. We can talk about that later on the rundown. Okay, okay. Um, well, I will tell you, um, I'm about 20 hours in. It's good. It is, uh, it is very good. Once you, you're able to, to get classes and whatnot, the game changes. Because up until that point, it was very samey. I, I will admit that. Um, it's basically kind of run to point A to point B to point A. Now, you can do things in between, don't get me wrong, but it was very much point A to point B and so on, up until you get your class changes. Once you get to that, it feels a lot better. And um, I am enjoying it very much. Uh, one thing I I was really hoping, and you kind of get a taste of this in the demo, so I'm not... I'm not um, I'm not spoiling anything because I really want to be careful with that. 
Oh, obviously it came out today. I want to have people give people the opportunity to play it. The music again, you see it in the demo is is not in I'm going to compare it to the music in Dragon Quest 11. When you hear cuz my son was actually playing. It. He he saw the demo and he and uh that I had downloaded for him cuz I'm like, "All right, maybe maybe I'll play it." Whatever. I caught him playing it while I'm busy doing housework stuff. And he was pretty far into the demo. He's only seven years old. He was really far into the demo. And one thing that really stood out to me was the music. The music in Dragon Quest XI is awesome. Uh, It's done real live orchestral music. And that is one thing that I really wish Trials of Mana would have pulled from Dragon Quest. I really wish they would have done some sort of live orchestral type of thing like Dragon Quest did. Yeah, yeah, because don't get me wrong, the music is good. It, it's not like the bit the bit graphic uh music. It's not like the original music. It's definitely different. I just really wish, yeah, that big budget type of stuff. It's um, not chiptune, but it is MIDI. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where it is. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't really hit you like that Dragon Quest music does. I I would I would prefer actually in most cases, not all. I would prefer Chip tune over MIDI in yep. most cases. The MIDI and, has to be like super well done, like Castlevania. Right, and I and I did that. I I'm like I went into a certain zone, and I'm like, and I was playing like the newer the newer music. I'm like, huh, I don't really remember this in the chip tune version. Let me switch back to that, and it really honestly didn't feel very different. It felt kind of the same. So. I don't know. I think that's that's probably the weakest point for Trials of Mana is is the music. And, you know, the, it's kind of got, um, the I guess, a basic kind of gameplay for... It's, a, it's basically a hack and slash, if you really think about it. It's really kind of a button masher type of game. It's it not, looks like it. Yeah, it's, there's not much thinking going on. Yeah, you can get your spells and, and whatnot. You can change between characters. But that's not really where it Trials of Mana exceeds. Trials of Mana exceeds, I think, in the stories or the storylines, depending on who you pick. Uh, I think they're all intertwined really well, and that's one thing Octopath didn't do well. Um, these stories, these six characters, really intertwine well. Whether or not you pick them or not, they're all kind of they're all kind of well, there. It is it well, or does it just work? Like, did they actually make these characters interact with one another and have stories that interweave with one another? They interweave with each other. At a minimum, or do they exceed and tie an interesting story that pulls these characters together? Well, okay, so you have basic level and then you have Johnny level. It's not at Johnny level, okay? Um, I I think. Between? We don't have to go to Johnny level. No, no, no. And that's where it is. It's, It's kind of. I don't know. It's kind of in between because the characters kind of once in a while poke in and out of of what you're doing. So, but they definitely add to the story development. Uh, they you actually get to see what kind of like what Fire Emblem did. You kind of get a sneak peek as to what's going on on the other side of the characters you did not pick, um, sort of thing. Because you can only pick three of the six for the so, whole game. For the whole game, you cannot cannot change back. So you get your three, and that's it. That is it. And there, and for the most part, I would say probably four of the six characters have a really kind of a a sad, sad storyline. They kind of they're really sad. <laughs> so 
Um, I don't know. I I'm loving it. Um, if I was to give it a, a recommendation, I would say yes. Uh, definitely buy it. It's not it's not full price. I guess sixty dollars is full price. It's a fifty dollars. So they kind of. I don't know why they did that. To be honest with you, but I, you know, it's, I think it's definitely well worth it to uh to buy for sure. Yeah, it does. It doesn't really make much sense. Maybe they um. Maybe they knew? I don't know. The reviews are out for it, but we have that on the rundown. I don't know if you want to wait until the rundown to further talk about Charles Zamana. Yeah, we can uh, bring it, bring it down a little bit. Separate? No, we can okay. bring it down if you wanted to. All right. Well, so what do you mean by that? Do we bring it up again? Because we have a couple of things. Oh, okay. Are you saying you want to talk about it right now? It's up to you. Because I'm not done. Oh, keep going. Then. I am not done. I omitted okay. something purposely. I don't know. See, if are you, you, you want to save that for later? No, like, I'm gonna like, save, save it for right. five minutes. I'm saving it right now. Here you go. Check it out. Can you see that? It's kind of backwards. That looks like a special. Oh, wait a minute. That it is a special edition. That is special edition Radiant Historia. I recognize that that red suited, uh, uh, blonde haired man. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. So yeah, here here it is. Um, I'll be playing this soon. I just got it in today, okay. Nice. Um, so yeah, I I don't know what to expect. I mean, other than what you've told me, but I had to get the special edition. It was actually the same price as the new, brand new. So this is kind of used, but whatever. It just worked. That's that's actually not a uh, special. I guess it's a special edition. It's the Radiant Historia Launch Edition, is what it is. What does it come with? Um, it comes with an art book, some stickers. And that's it. The art book's cool though. Probably yeah, the, the, the art book here. I wish All it was right. backwards. I gotta I gotta figure that out. Yeah. The art book is really, really cool. And the stickers, uh they got the the chibi 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 weebies. Uh no no, no that's what was the Japanese hobbits you you called it? What'd you yeah. call it? Um something hobbits. There wasn't Japanese hobbits. Anyway. Uh, RPG hobbits or something. RPG, whatever. RPG. They're hobbits. Yeah, that I will be uh, jumping into, hopefully as soon as I can, because I discovered there is a way I could potentially capture this, um, capture the video and audio without me having to get a capture card. So we can discuss later. We can discuss later. I, I can't wait for you to start playing that game and and get to these moments, and there's so many, like, moments in the storyline happens over and over again it's great can't wait oh boy so yeah that is uh what i've been playing uh, so it was a kind of a longer segment we're like all playing like new new stuff this this is great yeah yeah uh, and then you know next month we have something even bigger coming out but yeah anyway uh new that's game in the tail end, so. what is it that's at the tail end actually right now my brother is playing through his copy of final fantasy 7 finally came in Oh, the uh, uh, remake. Yeah, the remake, and he he actually got the, the collector's edition type oh, wow. thing and, and all that stuff. So he's playing through that right now, and he is really, really digging it. He's uh, he's going in, he's going in hard, and he's really enjoying it. Yeah, I know a lot of people are enjoying it. Um, it, I might be enjoying. It. I have no idea. I wouldn't know. That will be on my. Uh, that will be after I complete. Uh, some of these games, certainly Final Fantasy Tactics, 
I'm probably going to go into Final Fantasy VII before Xenoblade releases. Okay. So I, I believe I can crank that out in like a week or two. What, Xenoblade? No, no, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, okay. All right. Because it's shorter. It's only like 30 hours. Yeah, that's still that's still lengthy. Yeah. I, yeah. I think. But I'm, I'm already like 30 hours, uh, well beyond 30 hours in Final Fantasy Tactics, and I did that in about a week. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. All right. New game announcement. Um, there have been a couple, but I just want to kind of focus on on this one here. A new game called Minimal Effect announced. Um, it's a parody sci-fi, and it reminds me of uh, Johnny's going to hate me for this. An anime Mass Effect, uh, if you could put it that way. Uh, but it's kind of a parody. So spot on. <laughs> Very spot on with that. Um, so it's a parody, so there's a lot of comedic beats in it. Definitely take a look at it. Watch the trailer. Um, if you're, if you're watching this on, um, video version of this podcast, I'll, I'll try and have some gameplay here. Um, but yeah, what what are your thoughts, Johnny? Uh, they got a bulldog wearing a hat sitting on a chair with a bunch of like TVs, fine monitors behind them or something like that. Yep. (laughs) There is some stuff. It is Definitely looking like Mass Effect. Apparently, yeah, you got like alien party members. I see like this blue lady. They're riffing hard uh, on Mass Effect, like yeah, like in a Saturday Night Live kind of way, like like completely spoofing in a very comedic way. Even like even the thumbnail has like a big Krogan there, so you can, <laughs> it looks like a Krogan. Um, I wonder if they're gonna be able to get away with this, but whatever. <laughs> Minimal effect. Of course, they're gonna get get away with it. You think so? Yeah, there's there's no harm in what they're doing. I don't know. It's just I I feel like Bioware has they're like holding on like with for dear life on things. Gonna make a better Mass Effect game than Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> hey, there you go. Do that instead. I, I I mean it's already looking good. Like the visuals, I actually really like these visuals. It's nice. It's clean. It reminds me of a uh, Void uh, Bastards, which is an, another game. That, very different first-person um, rogue-like mm-hmm. game, but also science-y uh, or sci-fi outer space style thing. But the visuals, right? right the, the graphics look very similar to that, and those graphics, the yeah. the style, the art style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I'm looking at the the thumbnail for for YouTube. Like I had mentioned, you got the Krogan smoking a cigar, um, and then in the back, I didn't even notice it. Looks like a a Sith Lord. It looks like uh, Darth Maul, but it looks like a zebra as well. So I'm not sure uh, what's what's happening there. But it's yeah, minimal. Uh, what did I say? minimal effect, and the kind of the tagline, um, and is pretty funny. In space, no one can spell your name. <laughs> they're, so, they're, yeah, they're going so hard on that. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just riffing on everything, right? I think it's mostly uh, no one can hear you scream, right? That's yeah. from what? A- alien. alien. Yeah, Alien. Okay. And then it's Minimal Effect, a role-playing game. So this is, if you wanted to look at their YouTube channel, it's Toad Man Interactive. They're, they're the, the developer's publisher is Sold Out, Enterta- uh, sold out Games. Uh, did you see the uh, trailer announcement for it? It's completely like cartoon, like Saturday morning cartoon style. Oh really? No, I'll have to. I'll have to watch. I just saw it. Actually, came in when one of my emails for PR PR email. So 
I didn't get I didn't get to see it. No, I'll, I'll definitely watch it later because I'm hoping to, for the video version of this podcast. I'm hoping to have that overlaid. They are going very hard on the comedy. It is pure comedy. This Good. is it's Ma- Mass Effect the comedy. This is uh, <laughs> Spaceballs. There you go. The Spaceballs. Spaceballs. That's what this is looking like. Yep. Awesome. Potentially. Uh, but yeah, potentially. Uh, yeah. Did it? Did it have a? Uh, I know that it was announced, but did I see a date on there? Oh, uh, uh, twenty twenty one. A game is planned to be released on PC and major consoles in twenty twenty one. There you go. Cool. So that is one game to kind of keep an eyeball on. Uh, then we have some some quick news. A uh, Super Mario Maker two has been updated to version three point zero point zero. Actually, has that been updated as well, or am I just thinking? Uh, that's the final update. So there were other updates to like Animal Crossing and the Switch itself okay. got some updates. But uh, yeah, this is the final major, as they say, major update. They're probably going to still like patch some small stuff, if but this needed, is going to yeah. be like the last major content drop. And oh my goodness, this is a drop. They. They didn't leave anything out, and yeah, they added one of the most amazing things that, that a lot of people were asking for. I wish they had. I was actually building my stuff around what they, were, what they, were, uh, what they had in there, just courses, and I was trying to figure out ways to connect these courses so I could deliver a cohesive world. Yep. And they just did that. They just gave you the tools. Here is the world builder, and now you can just explore do this you know meta game yep. to the actual game brilliant and- now we can actually make a full-fledged 40 course long our own like legit mario That's- plus whatever crazy shenanigans you can pull that is a you're right it is a crazy crazy and you can import the games or the levels you've created right yep, yep. all right and you just import the levels you plop them on there so you can do th- there's already like a huge amount of new stuff that can happen, a new, uh, a bunch of new possibilities that can occur. You can easily take this big overworld aspect and now bake that into leveraging that, kind of make an RPG of sorts within Mario Maker. Because now you have like this overworld that allows you to explore each level. You can kind of dress the levels on however you see fit. It depends on how. But for example, one node, one particular level could be a town that you visit. Okay. And and people in it in that level or what you place in that level could be like the NPCs, shops and whatnot. Where are, if are you, you doing this? Are you making this? Well, these are the ideas that are that are coming in. As soon as I saw this happen, <laughs> I'm like. Wow, and you could also do certain nodes, right? Can right. be uh, just story stuff, mm-hmm. where you have a bunch of uh, rooms playing out scenes with dialogue, because you can write messages. Uh, you can bake in messages. There are ways to do it um, into parts of the level. Uh, I did in, in some of the other ones, and then you can kind of set up these scenes so you can actually like play out actual story segments and be able to sort of go through a warp pipe to go to the next scene, stuff like that, scene one, scene two, et cetera. And then that would just be one 
level and all it is is just getting story stuff and then you mm -hmm. complete that level and now you can progress to the next place you have branching paths that can occur like oh, this boy. opens up lots of stuff i'm excited <laughs> excited so much just yeah i'm good uh you can uh one way to do level up mechanics is to uh not have access to a certain power up like a mushroom a basic one like mushrooms and then you beat a boss, and now immediately after that boss, you unlock a node that will always give you a mushroom. Yep. Right? And now you can always return back to that node to get the to mushroom get if you ever lose it. Right. So every time you enter a new node on the, on the world map, that new node is probably a battle. But now that you unlock all these things, you kind of unlock the minimum weapon loadout, the minimum power level mm -hmm. uh, that you have reached at the, right? There's a lot of stuff that you can do with this. I'm just, I haven't even experimented with, with it yet. These are you got, just- You like, gotta plan, yeah, you gotta plan this all out, right? Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta plan it out. And it, like Metroidvania stuff is very much in mind when I'm thinking about stuff like this. Right, and they've added different Mario, they added the Super Mario 2 Mario where you can actually stand on enemies and pick them up and throw them. Uh, they've oh, yeah. added all sorts of different uh, boxes you can be. Yeah, ton, ton, tons of stuff. Lots of cool stuff. And yeah, all those other things just unlock other types of gameplay stuff, like uh, the the bullet bill riding helmet box thing. Yep. Where you can actually do like a, uh, I don't know, like a, how do you describe that? I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but like a free run thing, but you're yeah. like laden and there's always like gravity pulling you down like, like there's there's cool stuff that can happen there and then you combine that with all the stuff that they've done beforehand like the the link outfit mm -hmm. this is just gonna be wild stuff oh boy wild because that link outfit did a lot of cool stuff your your uh your head's about to blow up but good thing you got that hat on yeah <laughs> all right uh nintendo is increasing the switch production to battle the stock shortage thank goodness so they are they are trying to they're trying to do something uh, but they're told uh they told suppliers to look and prepare for a 10 percent increase in production so oh. hopefully that that's a lot <laughs> especially it with lot, but it's not you know given given that they were at severe shortages just uh i think last week yeah or two weeks ago yep. in there are extreme shortages, and we're experiencing shortages here in the states as well. Yes, but in Japan, it's even worse. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, Japan it was sold out almost before this was all happening, anyway. So they were already experiencing that. Yep. Yep. So, so hopefully, hopefully this kind of resolves some things. A lot of the scalpers out there won't, you know, get their filthy hands on things, things of that nature. Kind of, but, kind of a weird, weird time where the console is now reselling for higher than its base selling price. Yeah, I could easily sell one of my switches and and get a, more than what I paid for, and potentially get a get a new one. Yeah, and we are two years into the life, three years, three. We just said three, three years yep. into the life of the switch, and it's now. Re typically, you get that like year one when there's shortages not like year three well they had it Prices year one by the time you hit like year three four right not this one yeah not 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 in the uh not the switch all right i'll let you hit this this next uh little news bit so trials of mana is now finally out 
mm-hmm. and the review scores are out. And to put it in perspective, I'll, I'll cover just two uh, places. So, for example, uh, Famitsu, which is a very beloved place, they gave it a 32 out of 40. That was four separate scores of 8, 9, 8, and 7, which gives you an average of 8 for a review score. And if you scroll on over to Open Critic, Metacritic, whatever, I'm just going to base this off of Open Critic. It is currently at a 77% on Open Critic. And that's based on 33, uh, 33, 33 critic reviews, uh, IGN being one of them, GameSpot, etc. GameSpot gave it a 6, IGN gave it an 8. Uh, so it's, overall, the score is lower than what I was expecting. Lower than what you were expecting, huh? It's about yes. what I expected, and it's a and it's and it's about right. I think it's around. It's a high seventies, low eighties type of game. It's an eighty, about an eight out of ten, I would say. And, and what I get out of that, and based on what you've been talking about, and kind of uh, some some of the various articles I've been reading, it has that tropey, tried and true JRPG stuff of the past. What, that I that's, just... that's because, hang on, hang on, I gotta interrupt you here. This, when you say tropey, this is what started tropes. You know, this game was, this is an older game. They're not changing anything. They are adding new ideas, but they're not changing anything. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got it. It's but just... when, you, when you put that word tropey, it almost gives, you, gives me, the, uh, gives me that, the idea as they're kind of just replicating older ideas and rehashing them. Well, hold on, hold on. This is a secret. You got me upset, John. You got me upset. I don't like it. This is the third game in the franchise, right? So, So, so what? Even even back then, they were already being a little bit too tropey, right? When you have games that rethought uh, storytelling and took away that light, I know this is a game and this franchise was geared towards a younger audience. I. Totally understand that. And that's kind of, it's just sad that this is what you get as a run-of-the-mill RPG geared towards a younger audience, is this type of storytelling, this type of presentation of characters in this lighthearted mood with very expected uh, 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 story beats and, and these, these things that are very predict- predictable as to what's going to happen, you do get great combat. Not not denying, you know, whether the combat is great, bad, or or indifferent. Um, it's just these are the types of things that you get, and these these are some of the things that I'm just I have been done with for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And then every time I I play another game that does more of this stuff, it always takes me back and and, and doesn't it to me it's it's just a reminder that the game isn't going to be worth my time and i try to i try to latch on to other aspects of the game that hopefully keep me going through and if it doesn't do that then i drop out uh-huh. this happened on uh, persona 4 right and that's what people or sorry persona 5 persona that's what, 5 yeah yeah persona 5 and that's what people say you know oh it's it's a mature storyline right and they're they're quoting like you know saying stuff like that and i play it and i'm like no this is 
I've played this stuff before. It's the same thing. It just smells a little different. So anyway, but going that, on a little bit of a tirade. No, you're not. Cause no, 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 you're not. Go ahead. Continue. I'll let you continue. Well, it, I was expecting a little bit more. And the fact that, you know, given that reading some of the reviews, getting, you what know, were, your, what were you, what were you expecting though? As far as a little more, I, I don't understand. I, I always expect something that's worth my time. This is definitely and, worth your time. An 8 out of 10 is worth your time. It's not 8 out of 10. It's uh, sub 8. 8 is like a hard, almost a hard cutoff. For wait, me. wait. Famitsu gave you an 8. Okay. I don't care about Famitsu. They gave... Oh, uh, okay. Uh, their scores are complete. They gave uh, that Kojima game that just came out, I think, a perfect 40. De- Death Stranding? Yeah, I think they gave that like a... You know, a perfect score. So <laughs> they're weird. I don't trust their scores. They they've given some games. They gave Final Fantasy twelve a, a perfect score. Like, I'm not saying that twelve isn't at all. I'm just saying like they've they're weird on their scoring system. I don't trust their scores. Okay. It's like hit or miss with with them and and with a lot of other places. For them, I think it, there might be some degree of politics. Either way. That's why I base my scores on the aggregate, right? I'm always looking at the main, you know, the aggregate of everything. And then I look at a couple of different reviews here and there. So as far as I'm concerned, this is sub eight at 77% as, as shown by Metacritic and uh, OpenCritic. Well, and, Metacritic, uh, yeah, the user score is a little higher. So, yeah. Oh, uh, user score, I'd never, almost yeah. never look at. Okay. It, well, I look at, to to determine meaning, but I don't look at that and in, in order to determine quality of any like actual legitimate quality. I always look at a user score and think of reasons why it's either high or low that are not directly related to the quality of the game. Mm-hmm. So if I see something that's being low, low, low rated on a user score, I think, oh, the developers probably did something that pissed off the fans. <laughs> Right. That's what I. Yeah, yeah, no, you can you can get that. Yeah, right. No, I understand that. So with this game, it's just just below that cutoff point for me, where it's not where I feel like I'm not going to get enough interesting newness to be worth my time. Well, you're not going to get newness because it is an older it's an older game, and for you to call it tropey, it just doesn't make any sense. Regardless if it's the third iteration in the series, it's not necessarily the third iteration in the series. You know, they've had a few kind of different things going on there. Uh, yeah, with they, Secret of Mana, um, Final Fantasy Adventure, and then this one here. They the, read... They're all doing very... They're, they are all doing very different things. Regardless nah, of... They are. I'm, I'm sorry. Your argument is gone. This is not an old game. You're, te- you're saying... You're kind of giving, giving the excuse that it is okay to bring back this old tropiness from the original game. Meanwhile, if you're, if you're me remaking a game, you're not going to, you're not going to re you're not going to change it. It's, well, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. They've remade the game. They changed huge parts of the game, huge, huge parts in this game. Absolutely. What, what, are, what if, about? what the if they changed? What if they changed? That's huge. The combat. The combat is the same. Have you played the original? It does this. This combat system does not play like the original. The combat system, okay, it doesn't play like. But you're not gonna, you're not gonna change the story though. That's where, that's where I'm hitting you with. I'm not hitting you with anything else. You're gonna want to hit the same story beats. You're not gonna change that at all. 
And look how much they changed. Are you kidding me? They changed the comp. Right, but they're not changing the story. They're not uh, changing the tropiness of Final Fantasy VII, which I don't like anyway. They're not changing that at all. They're keeping that the same. They took what was normally like a two to like four hour long experience, probably shorter than that, and expanded it to 30 hours. Are you kidding me? They, they changed the story dramatically. I don't know. Look, they don't have to change the story, but they had the opportunity to. And I'm not saying to change the story, but they could, they could rethink the presentation of stuff. But once again, I don't expect that in a game that is clearly being pitched for a younger audience. And because of that, <clears throat> I am out. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Like, I, like I, I will I, also I, say, I will also say that the GameSpot um, review being a 60 makes zero sense to me. And that is also bringing that aggregate score down. Having it at a 60 just makes no sense. And their reasons for it are even make less sense to me. Well, um, different, different people have different opinions. That's why I don't, I don't well, dwell. But that was, much. that was the um, same thing with, with Jason Schreier for Kotaku. That was my biggest issue with him. He would constantly review games and then always say, that he doesn't like RPGs. He would always give RPGs bad scores, regardless if other people like them or not. But he would always then say that he is not a fan of RPGs. So then, why is he reviewing RPGs when he has that negative connotation to begin with? I don't know if that's where this GameSpot uh, reviewer stands. But, I mean, to have an outlier like that really makes no sense to me. And especially his reasons for not liking the game. Um, again, don't don't make any sense to uh. me. There are way worse grievances than a score that is, you know, 17 points away from the norm, from the current aggregate. So it's not deviating all that heavily. Now, if it was like a three or a four, then, yeah, I could kind of see people calling, you know, bringing, raising their torches, torches and stuff like that. But... You know, it depends on the perspective of the person. But that's a big. That is a big deviation. If you, if I'm considering, say, I'm considering it an eighty, and this person's considering a sixty, that's a twenty point deviation. That is a very big deviation. That's perfectly fine. That's that, a that's, huge difference, though. No, that 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 is more would than you, reasonable. Would you more play than... a six out of ten game, or would you play an eight out of ten game? Chances are, an eight out of ten is going to be preferable. Oh, well, you already know the answer. I already told you. Like, right. eight generally my, my minimum cutoff. However, I don't base my opinion or, or, or my, my sort of like buy point or whatever on one review. So I don't, I read, the, I read these highs and lows, but I don't dwell too much on it. I take notes on what they are pushing as their qualms or praising as, as the, the good parts of the game. I, I take all that into, into consideration but at the end of the day i don't dwell too much on one particular review i always pay attention to the aggregate because there's always going to be outliers mm -hmm. on the high on extreme outliers on the highs and lows of things and we should have these extreme outliers on the on the high end and on the low end they have who knows what their motives are but i'd rather live in that world where there are people coming at it from very different opinions and and reflecting those opinions in fairly different scores. That's mm -hmm. perfectly fine. That's why I trust the aggregate more than anything else is because it gives me a very good ballpark idea for what to expect. Right. Well, it's a, it's an eight out of 10 for me. So 
play it, Johnny. All right. Um, I'm maybe if it hits a sale, I'll probably pick it up then. But it, it's on right sale. Now? It's on sale. It's fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was another thing I mentioned earlier is that the fact that they're charging fifty bucks probably they probably knew what what their tom- target demographic is and what their budget for the game was intended for. Now, um, it looks like it's polished. It looks like it's a very polished, well-done game for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's just it yeah, looks I, like it's lacking the depth. Yeah, I don't know if uh, their target audience came into mind when coming up with the price. I mean, it's a possibility. Um, I have no idea, but... Yeah, yeah, and you're asking me what I'm looking for. I'm looking for another Xenoblade, right? I'm looking for that kind of caliber. But they're not remaking Xenoblade. They're remaking Trials of Mana. Yeah, right. But that, if they are to make a new game, maybe they'll make something in the you know in the realm of that. Right. I'm not saying to make Xenoblade. I'm tr- I'm saying to make a Xenoblade quality RPG. That's they, what I want. I want something. Uh, but they're remaking Trials of Mana. How can you ask for Xenoblade or something similar to that or whatever? Quality. If they're I'm remaking a game. Look, it's a remake. Look at what they did with Resident Evil 2. Look at what they're do- what they did with Final Fantasy 7. Clearly, Final Fantasy 7, you good yep. lord, that that remake is crazy what the amount of work and effort they put into it. Uh Resident Evil 2, all the same, they completely changed how the game plays, right? It's behind the shoulder, third person. It's no longer no, static cameras. No so, static cameras, no tank control. Well, is it tank control still? Uh it, yeah, it's still it's Resident Evil 4 controls, which is slightly tanky, tanky yeah. but, but it's still like you have plenty, way more mobility than you've ever had mm-hmm. uh, compared to Resident Evil 2. So what I'm getting at is there, those are just two very recent examples of extremely well done remakes that clearly, you know, rethought huge chunks of it. And this one definitely has uh, bits of lots of rethinking. But it's mostly graphically, and there is and combat-wise, and unfortunately, in that process, they removed one of the thing, one of the major, I think, incentives for the for the mana series, which is the multiplayer. Yeah, they they did remove that for some reason. They couldn't think of how to how to implicate that. Well, yeah. they knew how. They just didn't want to do the effort. Yeah. That I don't know. I. Yeah, it would have been a $60 game. Um, and they should have done it if, if it's going to, you know. I would have gotten it. If, if it had multiplayer, I actually, that was, a, that was the first notch, like, of mm-hmm. me being, you know, dismayed and, and, and kind of not wanting to buy it was that. That was, right. that was a huge notch off of uh, the belt or whatever. whatever. But I do recommend it um, so far. Um, about halfway done, maybe. So we'll see how, how things turn. We'll see. Um, all right, so moving on. News. Um, upcoming Panzer Dragoon patch brings 60 FPS. Now, is this 60 FPS to the Switch version as well? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is specifically for the Switch. Okay. Now, have you played Panzer Dragoon? No, I've wanted to. I've wanted to play it for ever since it came out, and I never got around to it because I don't want to go. I didn't own the consoles that it first came out on. Uh, yep. Dreamcast. And I didn't, I didn't want to, or did it come on Saturn first? Uh, one Sega system. I'm not sure which one. Sega CD, maybe? No, 
No, I don't know. It's not I that made, old. I made that up. Either either way, I, I could be wrong. So <laughs> I might be wrong on that. But either way, it, it was always a game because it's a Star Fox game. And I yeah. am a huge Star Fox fan, but uh, I never got around to it. And by that time, it was already outdated. And I didn't want to buy the consoles for or anything like that. So I was looking forward to this remake as long as it reviewed well. It didn't review well, so I never got it. And it uh, one of the big things uh, against it was how poorly the game handled both in controls and how it ran. That was a huge complaint in some of the reviews. Yep. It's or a, most it, of the It's Sega Saturn, by the way. Sorry, I had to look that up. All right, it is Saturn. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never gotten into these on-the-rail type shooters. Uh, they just never interested me. As, even with Star Fox, I, I, I need that kind of freedom when I'm, I guess, flying around. Like, Damon X Machina kind of had that for me. Um, but... Uh, kind That's of the not rail shooter. What isn't? Damon X Machina. It's not right. Yeah, it's not. That's what I'm saying. I enjoyed it more because it's not an on the rails shooter. Uh, I need I need the freedom. I need to be able to fly wherever the heck I want. You know. Um, right. I mean, um, Star Fox. Some some levels on Star Fox right are yeah. free roam. Right. It's got that 3D roam yeah. motion. I'm fine with with on rails shooters as long as they are very well done and are doing things interesting. Sure. Uh, and this this the original game is highly rated. It's it's not something that was. It's not like I'm trying to pay attention to a game that was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking Panzer Dragoon. Let me try to dig up the uh, the old review aggregate for that. It was actually highly rated from what I remember. Really. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I remember this game coming out. Um, the remake we're talking about here. I remember them talk, people talking about it. It just kind of never. I don't know. It just doesn't really, doesn't really do anything for me. I don't know how the RPG elements play into it. I'm sure they, you know, maybe make your dragon yes. tougher. I, I have no idea. So Panzer Dragoon. So the only reviews I could pull up is the aggregate for Panzer Dragoon Orda which I believe is either like a remake or a sequel to the original Panzer Dragoon game. Uh, that came out on Xbox, and I didn't own the original Xbox. Uh, and that average, based on 41 critics, 90. Wow. That is exceptional. So that, is, that was one of the, the turn-your-head moments. And I, and I believe when I was reading EGM way back when, uh, and looking into like the Dreamcast or maybe not Dreamcast um, or or whatever, there, Panzer Dragoon was something I was kind of paying attention to because it did the original game did review rather well. So mm-hmm. it's it's a little I, I was slightly looking forward to it. I was, I was paying attention, and it didn't do well review score wise. It's in like the sixty ish sixty six Panzer like Dragoon, the remake for Switch. Oh yeah 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 okay yeah. yep. But on this update that they have, and they didn't give a date for it yet, uh, they, they're kind of experiencing some delay due to the COVID uh, situation. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of stuff here. So there's performance increases, HD rumble. Uh, they reduced the lag on the controls, which was one of the major issues that 
that the reason one of the reasons why the game scored poorly on the switch was because of how poor was because of the lack of polish and the performance issues mm -hmm. both not just on graphics but on your controls there was input lag on your controls that's yeah, terrible that is terrible that's not something you want in this kind of game they they this patch also has gyro controls they reworked some of the sound effects they allowed you to it looks like they have some button remapping uh type stuff that you can have here uh they added some auto lock-on stuff uh they added some content so episode zero whatever that is uh, a new, yeah, new game mode, <clears throat> new game codes, new gameplay options. Um, it's a pretty substantial update. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a big update. It looks like it's they kind of paid attention to what the reviews were saying and complaining about. Good. It took it to art and are writing the ship. Unfortunately, it might be too late. <laughs> it's definitely too late. There's no way this game is going to get re-reviewed after after this yeah uh, a lot of outlets don't typically re-review games now we have done it for maybe a few games not too many but we're we're small you know we're small potatoes uh compared to a lot of these bigger outlets there's no way and that's where you're you're gonna get your your steam right like if you want people to really pick back up on this game you're gonna need those bigger outlets to to help you out with that and uh yeah that's too bad that they they may not get potentially what they want, but they're they're helping out the people who bought the game, and you know maybe it'll kick back some of the, some newer people to to buy the game. All right, moving on again. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition allows you to choose between original and remastered soundtracks. Now it's you like always, it's, it's like, like they're they yeah. Well, uh, I love that they let you they they have the original there. Um, but I'm interested to see how how different they are. You know, um, are are they Dragon Quest chip tune orchestral difference, or are they just like how how different are they? You know. Yeah, it, it, they say remaster. So is it is it just the original uh, uh, different tracks to each composition, and they just remastered it, or did they actually re-record? Oh, it does say. Uh, so at least col the Colony 9 theme was re-recorded. So that's one okay. song that is updated, um, instrumentally updated at the very least. And there's a lot of other remastering. So this is, uh, this is exactly what I want. <laughs> it's Good. the ability to maintain the original soundtrack because it is so awesome. And I complained about this before. I was like slightly worried because they're changing the soundtrack, they're remastering the soundtrack, and I, that was the one thing I didn't want them to touch. But the right. fact that they're keeping that and adding the new stuff, <clears throat> it's the best of both worlds. I have no more complaints. I am in full full gore. Well, I'm in. I'm in to begin with, so it'll be my first diving though. Your this is like your third, isn't it? Fourth. It'll be the third. Jeez. Oh, can't oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you too. This is like the game I'm waiting for this year. And it's like an old game, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whatever. All right, so the latest issue of, of Famitsu um, has changed the release date for Digimon Survive from 2020 to TBA. Now, a Bandai Nemco US rep has confirmed to Jamatsu that Digimon Survive is still on track for 2020 and that the switch from 2020 to TBA is a typo on Famitsu's side. So we have some miscommunication here. 
I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but there's something going on. You know, and this is like the the Digimon. Uh, so Digimon Survive looked at it. It's like a tactics game. I, um, I I think so. I think you're right. So it's some sort of like Fire Emblem-ish RPG tactical kind of game. You have you have your Digimon out in a battlefield. Uh, there's a grid uh, movement, seemingly a grid movement system to the combat, and uh, it actually looks kind of good. So. Yeah, well, I hope the um, I hope it's it's I think it's been delayed of uh, already once. I want to say it's already been delayed. Yeah, but um. Yeah, there may be some communication, but yeah, they're still on track for 2020. So that that is good for the folks who like Digimon. I myself am not a huge Digimon fan. I just don't. I, I think there are already too many Mons out there. I have no idea what these Digi ones are doing. I don't. Um, I don't care for Digimon at all. But if this scratches that kind of uh, tactical combat, because a tactics game typically focuses on combat first and foremost and mm-hmm. like other aspects kind of take a back seat and because they focus on combat they kind of add more nuance and in and in, in interesting mechanics to that so i'm kind of hoping and the fact that it's digimon i'm hoping that this is sort of like a scratches that uh what's the word uh, or at least it kind of forces like the developers and the writers to kind of change their ways you know if they're so used to doing kind of the the captured these monsters and pin them up against each other formula this this kind of changes things up a little bit now i will say i don't know again i don't know about the digimon series i know very little about them but at least for the pokemon series like the stories are very very stale you want you want to talk about rehashing it's it's pokemon series oh Uh, combat's stale too oh the combat's very stale I, i i was so wishing that they would do something just different i don't know what they would do i'm not in charge of of Game Freak, so I don't know it's, what the, it just needs something, you know. Well, combat and Digimon uh, or Pokemon and Digimon—they're they're not for us, right? We're too old. Yeah, these are not these are not games for us. We've already we play it once, right? And, and it's and grow different. Up. You know, well, you don't have to gr- grow up. You can play it, you know, still very old. But once you play one, you've kind of played them all because they don't change it too much because they don't—they're always making their games for the next new generation. You're of right. Games. And I, and I think sometimes, you know, me personally, especially me, I just, we just forget that, you know, we're, we're so used to, and we kind of latch on to these things that are, you know, when we grew up, we hope they grow up with us and they don't, they kind of stay in their place. Yeah. Um, so, so the game I was, I was mentioning that I hope scratches, this game scratches the itch of is monster rancher. So monster ranger. That is uh, rancher. Ranch, Monster okay. Rancher. Okay. So, if it scratches that itch, cool. If it if it doesn't, well, if it's if it reviews well, I'll still pay attention to it. You won't buy it, right? Trials of Mana is an an example there. Doesn't that matter. Review well. It did review well. A seventy seven percent out of a hundred is freaking good, man. Three points away. Three <laughs> points away. <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna put my vote in for those. Can you just? Can I swing the three points? Do I have there that are, sort of flexibility here? Uh, there, there are games uh, of franchises that I absolutely love, like Tales games that I never played because it never hit that eighty. Oh, threshold. you are you are ridiculous! You are ridiculous. I just don't have the time. I don't have the time. I um, want to play the you have plenty. You have plenty of time now. 
yeah, playing the best of the best. Okay, yeah, you go back in time 40 years and play your games. Okay, um, so moving on to this week, Nintendo only Famitsu most wanted charts. Yep. What are the let, oh some of these I've never heard of. Okay. Um so let's just kind of get the big hitters out of the way. I'm gonna go from ten, I guess, down. Um before saying that, just to let people know, this is so this is a polling by the Famitsu team in Japan mm-hmm. where they poll their readers to assess what the readers are most excited for uh regarding up and coming games. And then they take they take the number of of votes for, mm-hmm. on a per game basis and they order it. So starting with a number one, followed by you know two, three, four, etc. So number one is going to be the game that most people are absolutely interested interested in. It's the highest voted game for right. public interest. Right. So outside of ten that I'm kind of interested in, uh, there there are maybe a couple. Okay. This Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered which came in at number 14. There are 16 on this list. Um, and then Sukuna uh, of Race and Ruin, which a lot of people are kind of excited about, um, came in at 15. So outside of 10, that's what we had. Number 10 was Brigadine, The Legend of Runerja. No idea what that is. Maybe that's a Japanese title. I honestly, I honestly don't know. Um, number 9 is Momotora Dent- Dentesu. Uh, again, another Japanese. Yep, another Switch title. I am not. I have no idea. Number eight, Trials of Mana. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Uh, number seven, we have uh, Rune Factory Five. Uh, some people are excited about Rune Factory. Rune Factory Four uh, got quite a bit of buzz, and um, I wonder what five will have in store. So we got some excitement there. Pretty good. Number six, Yushiro. Do you know what that is? Stop uh, Stop me if you heard of it. <laughs> Yushiro. It, it's such a concise name that I feel like... Right, should... I, feel, I feel like I should know. Like, a lot of these other Japanese names, it's like you, you, gotta, you gotta hold your... Like, take a deep breath to, to say it all, but... I'm pulling up trailers for each of these. Yushiro does not look like it's our, worth our time okay. at all. All right, so number five, we have Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. So that's at number five. I, I can't even imagine, like... What is before this that you would want? I'm surprised it's that high. You surprised? It's, yeah. Okay. It's it's a remaster, right? It, it's but it's not the, everybody played it. It was on it was on the Wii. I never uh, I didn't initially have the Wii. I mean, I feel like I should have. Everyone in their grandma had it, you know. But I didn't have it. I certainly did not play Xenoblade Chronicles, so that would be higher on my list anyway. All right. So uh, Yoshiro, looking at the gameplay trailer. Not worth our time. It is. So why do people want this game? <laughs> anyway. uh, I I have no. They're they're drinking the weird sauce. It looks like it's a mobile game ported over. It, well, I mean, if you say that, I, that is mobile games in Japan just kind of coincide together. That's their. That's a huge market for them. So, it's a possibility that it is a a mobile game, a mobile kind of port over. Who knows. Uh, number four is Bravely Default 2. I, and I'm really surprised that this is up over Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because uh, Bravely Default 2 kind of... It has that... It still has that 3DS or 3D... Yeah, 3DS kind of feel to it to me. It doesn't feel as fleshed out or as in deep as a lot of these other RPGs that... Like Xenoblade Chronicles, you know, 
things right, like but that. It's a, it's a brand new game. It's right. a sequel. It's, yep. it's a brand, brand new game. If this was Xenoblade 3, then, then yeah, you better believe it's going to be like sure. number, well, I don't think it's going to top the number one pick, but, yeah. you know, it would be number two. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but number four, Bravely Default 2. Number three is a game that we we know very little about, other than some kind of some weird kind of trailers. Is Shin Megami Tensei Five, which kind of has me interested, but I just need more. There's been very little in terms of gameplay. It's just been all cinematic type of stuff. Number three has been even less um, <laughs> information. It's uh, Bayonetta Three, number two. At number two, sorry. I don't know. I think the Bayonetta thing is kind of sailed past me. I tried getting into Bayonetta 2. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, the problem with Bayonetta is that the story on all of them is just terrible. There's it's... no point in having a story. It has excellent combat. Yep. And that's it. But there's like, no, yeah, there's nothing the... driving that combat. Yeah, there's, there's nothing else after that it's missing the meta game the, the pull to get to the next combat yeah. the combat's solid it's just there's nothing else around that the only thing that's driving you is character progression so you can get more uh i forgot what it was the little red gemmy things or whatever it was yeah. uh, get more of that so you can buy more abilities to level up your character yeah it just i don't know it just wasn't for me i tried it though i did try it then number one never heard of this game Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. You haven't heard of it because it's not out yet. It's not out yet. Uh, but there's, there's, there's stuff like in the rumor mill about this game, um, which is kind of interesting. This is, people have so many wacky ideas. It's, it's so funny. Uh, but yeah, that is the Famitsu's most wanted list. Uh, just to kind of go back from... I'll go back from 5. Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, Definitive Edition Bravely Default 2, SMT 5, uh, Bayonetta 3, and then The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, so, I looked up Brigad Brigadine? Brigadine. Legend of Runeseria, whatever it's called. Runeseria. I don't know. Runeseria, yeah. Uh, this is a Johnny game. It's a tactics strategy RPG. It's, it's, uh, it looks like a Johnny game through and through. Uh, it, however, it does look like it was a mobile game that was ported to Switch. Okay. It does look like that. Like graphically, it's it's not bad. It's just there's a lot of things and there's like that low polygon model stuff that you get with mobile games. Yep. Very low poly counts, and you can kind of see that here. However, it kind of looks good. It, there's there's it's on a instead of being a grid it's on a hex uh system characters moving there's like magical attacks and creatures of all sorts just battling each other area attacks and whatnot so uh i'm gonna keep an eye out on that one all right he's put he's put i see him writing it down right he's writing it down make a little note of it and so he's gonna put a post-it on his on his screen there so he sees it every day all right. Uh, Nintendo Switch eShop received a slight update. When? When? What? You put this here, right? What update did it get? So the eShop now allows you to what was it? Like you could sort. Oh no no no! Uh, if you hover 
your icon, your selector over a uh, panel, a game panel, it'll automatically flip through the screenshots of that game. Okay. So it oh, does like I a, see. All right. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Congratulations, Nintendo. You've updated your eShop. Because most of the games would show like, uh, you know, title art. Right. Like the box art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't, you had to actually hit the button to go into it to then hit the shoulder buttons to then scroll through the various images that are there. And now you can just hover for uh, two seconds and then you automatically see those You get some screenshots. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of something that should have been there to begin with. But hey, they're catching up, guys. They've only had three years. All right, so Kirby, uh, design director, who is that? Do we know that guy? We do. Who is that guy? I don't think it's Sakurai, though. Oh, okay, then never mind. We may not know that guy. All right, design, uh, Kirby design director wants to make a non-action spinoff of Kirby? Like like an RPG? Would that work? Well, don't know what it could be. It's, it's non-action. Action spinoff. So the last few Kirby games have been very action oriented, right? There's that that free to play Kirby game, very action oriented. It's like Kirby meets Monster Hunter, weird stuff. <laughs> and then there's the the Kirby game where you had like four Kirby's on screen that came Star, out on Switch. Uh, Star Allies. Yeah, Kirby. My, my kids still play it. It's pretty crazy. Yep. Really so, easy though. Really, really easy. Very actiony type mm-hmm. games. So, you know, the fact that they say, oh, we're not going to do an action game, I think one of two possibilities. We get weird Kirby spinoffs, yeah. and some of the Kirby spinoffs are some of the best Kirby games. Like uh, Canvas. I... Canvas Curse comes to mind. You, you, Love that game. You are, you are the Kirby guru on the show, so I've, I know very little about Kirby. But Kirby... There are some Kirby games that are absolutely amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, like Kirby Can Discurse, awesome game. It's just you, Kirby's a little ball, and you're sort of like uh, you have to draw on the DS, right on the okay. on the bottom screen. You draw to guide the ball, so you're like creating like this rainbow roller coaster that Kirby the ball is going to roll through, and you can tap on him to go faster. And if there's an enemy there, you can, there's like different ways to attack the enemy. You can like hit the button, tap on Kirby to make them like super ball roll faster. That can be an attack that you do. And you only have limited use for your, uh, I think it was like ink or whatever, your rainbow ink mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, interesting, weird game. It's not like any other Kirby game before. They did make a sequel to it on the Wii U. Right. I forgot what they called it. It was like, the Rainbow Cruise or something like that. I, f- I forgot what the Wii U, Wii U version was. I didn't get it, but it, it probably uh, didn't rate like an eighty-five or something. And that's so. why. I didn't. <laughs> but once again, it's it was a novel game that did something very very different and new. Right. And I played it because <laughs> of that and really really enjoyed it. But it the sequel has to blow blow the lid off if if it. I'm not a returning. I'm not a guaranteed returning customer. I am right. never returned customer if you do great on the first one um paying attention to the second one and you got to do great unless the first one you just blew the you just went crazy all right so did you get so you guys didn't play chronicles i'm sure you absolutely what about x what happened there i was i was like chronicles was so good 
that I was already sold on X. I was already there. I was I was paying attention to that game when they first announced it, and it unfortunately it took like three years right, for right. that game to come out. And I was watching anything I could from it. I was so excited when I first learned that there was actual multiplayer in in X. And I was like, AJ, me and you, we're going to play this together. And we did play a little bit of multiplayer together on that. Um, now, now, what were your thoughts on X? I loved it. Okay. X is great. All right, good. And then you were in on, on, on Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I knew that they make great games. Once again, I still, they do. Yep. I still waited for reviews. Yeah. I still wait. Well, I, I think in terms of Kirby, uh, here is what we said. It was Famitsu. They had kind of a, um, kind of an interview with the folks at HAL Laboratories. So it was. Uh, see if I can get their names here. Uh, lead, it was a lead. I'm sorry. What was it? There was like three of them here. Yeah, lead lead uh, action programmer, um, a general director, and design director were all in the discussion. And um, so one of the things, that, so one of the comments was, I really want the next thing to be we create to be called the pinnacle of Kirby games. I'm positive the Kirby series can become even more fun. Um, another one, another one said, uh, for me personally, I'd like to make a non-action Kirby spinoff game. Uh, we're going to have, I'm sorry, we're going to have a wide variety of Kirby come out in the future. So I don't, I don't know what else they have kind of uh, announced. I don't think they've announced anything else. They haven't. No. So, so this is a, this is an announcement. Like there is a Kirby game coming out. There's something. And does does this comment? Is this like a misquote? Is the next Kirby game coming out? A right. Is it a translation issue? I don't know if they were. Uh, you know, I don't know if this was translated. I have no idea. It could be an actual spinoff, like the next Kirby game we see, because the last major Kirby game was fairly traditional. Yep. Right. The, the Star Allies that felt that looked and played and felt like a Kirby game. Yep. Except with multiplayer, so you know if that's out the window with this being this next one being a spinoff, and particularly a non-action oriented spinoff, what could it be? They made a Kirby pinball game. Yep. Probably multiple Kirby pinball. I games. played. I played the original. I think it was on Game Boy. Yeah. Yeah, they did uh, the Dream Course golf game. Mm -hmm. Weird. That that game's weird. <laughs> uh, but the last quote: Each entry in the series has its merits, but I want to make something more. Something that exceeds previous games. So, I don't know. I, I would love to see an RPG. They have so many different characters in Kirby that you yeah. could easily see in in an RPG, especially with the, the the villains. I think they're all kind of cool, kind of interesting. You even see, are they in Smash? They're in Smash as well, right? They yeah. have to be, right? Yeah, King DDD and, uh, and Meta Knight. Uh, Meta Knight. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Give us an RPG. Dang it. All right, Famitsu uh, Game Awards 2019. Wow, they are behind the times. What is going on here? You link this article. Is this like an old article? Ah, it's new. Holy cow. Game Awards 2019? It, what have they finally, been waiting for? I do not know. I guess they're, they actually waited for the end of the year. Wow. And then had their judges actually play the games Unlike okay. most places where their judges, where they don't give enough time for the judges to actually play all the games. Gotcha. So they've had three, uh, four additional months to come up with this list. 
Um, and that's the, what I'm hoping, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I'll I'll go after the come to the the big hitters here. Um, we have uh, best rookie award, Ugh, Death Stranding. Well, I think that's fitting. All brand right. new studio. Yeah, brand new studio. I feel like all of his cronies went over with him, but yeah, sure. Death Stranding, Kojima Productions, brand new studio. Whatever. Uh, best in the award, uh, Nozia. I'm not sure. Never what that heard. Yeah, I don't know. It's G-N-O-S-I-A for Best Indie Award. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to not go with Best RPG Award yet. Uh, best Action Adventure Game is Death Stranding. How is that? A, is that an action adventure game? Honestly? I don't know. Wait, um, what is Action Award? What? Oh, just... Oh, got it. Got it. Yep. Yeah, so Best Action ad- Adventure Game um, is Death Stranding. Whatever. It is an action adventure game, although there's probably other games that could better fit that category. Now, does an action game need combat? Just asking. Yes. Does Death Stranding have combat? Yes. It does? Yeah. All right, whatever. Guns. There's guns in that game. Guns? <laughs> yeah. I'm not touching that game. That game's got guns. All right, best action award uh, goes to Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. I think that's yeah. really good, really fitting. Uh, best adventure award. This is a game you actually talked about. Uh, thir- Thirteen Sentinels: Aegis Rim. Maybe yeah. we'll get that uh, eventually. Best creator in China: Hideo Kojima. Is he in China? No, he's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> best game in China. Uh, why are they going? All right. Best game in China, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I don't know why they're differentiating these like this. So this award show took place in Japan. Maybe this award show like straddles because it says Famitsu slash Dengeki. Okay, so maybe it's Japan, China type of thing. Yeah, so maybe Famitsu covers the Japan side and and Dengeki covers the China side. I don't know. Um, Okay. Uh, best music, Persona Five, uh, Royal. Sure, really. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of jazz in general, and there's a lot of jazz in the Persona Five soundtrack. Yeah, uh, it's not bad. It's just I'm I'm not a fan of that style. Right. So. Me too. Um, best graphics award goes to Death Stranding. Okay, oh, I can see that. This game is very visually stunning. I would say. All right, best RPG award goes to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Really? I feel like that's lazy. That is very lazy. You know, you know what's not even mentioned on any of these awards? First off, there's no strategy or tactics award. No fire which, emblem, right? Exactly. There's no oh, fire. I'm sorry. Emblem. Is that you? Is that where you're gonna go? That is where I was gonna go. Okay. Yeah. There's no fire emblem on this list whatsoever. Another. Thing that's missing from this list is uh, our favorite uh, cop action cop chain game. Astral Chain. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's not on this list. And you have Death Stranding listed uh, too many times. Six six times. If it is Death Stranding, it's Kojima. Right. And I was gonna say most valuable creator is Hideo Kojima, but I figured he'd had enough uh, showtime here, so. All right, yeah, best RPG award uh, goes to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Well, do you see what won Game of the Year? That was going to be my next. So if Pokemon Sword and Shield won best RPG, 
the game of the year, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, this is not a... Uh, Good thing I, they had four extra months to put this through. <laughs> I question a lot. Of, like, Astral Chain, to me, should have won the Action or Action Adventure mm-hmm. award. Um, and, you know, Shadow Sekiro, I would have put as Game of the Year. And there's no uh, Disco Elysium is not even on here anywhere. Um, that is. A I great... understand that. That's that's a not. You know, it typically Western games don't right. do very. No, and I yeah, I was gonna kind of say that, but there are Western games on here. Best shooter goes to Apex Legends. Best esports award goes to Fortnite. Um, what else? I thought I saw those are on one. there because guess what? Those, those are the are... only ones to play. <laughs> yeah, they're free to play, so they're easily accessible. Mm-hmm. And once you... the problem with Western games getting into you know is kind of advertising like penetrating the 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 you know japanese market Mm -hmm. and getting people aware of your game and once they're aware they're going to start to grab on because the quality is there it's just that penetration factor is hard yeah that's just too bad i don't know pokemon sword and shield for best rpg and then also game of the year kind of just just weird no mention of Fire Emblem. Yeah, What's... at least Fire Emblem should have won at least best RPG. But even then, you to give Sword and Shield the best game. I don't know. I don't Thirteen know. Sentinels won twice. It won two different awards. Yeah. yeah, that's is that still on a post-it on your screen? Uh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I am very much interested <laughs> in that game. All right, uh, Ubisoft sending out a survey focused on. Nintendo Switch and Mario Plus Rabbids. I actually got this um this uh what is what is you whatever you call it a uh survey about and, not necessarily about this but this was mentioned. Yeah. And yeah, I would love to see another Mario Plus Rabbids or could they extend the Rabbids Plus to something else? I mean, Rabbids is their kind of bread and butter, right? Could they ex- make Zelda Plus Rabbids, or could they do something like that? Nintendo Plus Rabbids. All right, the Nintendo World, yeah. Why not? You know, they could do it. They could do it like uh, I don't know, make, make it like weird and quirky, like the rabbit Rabbids, and do something like completely bonkers. Like Wario would be a good way to tie go. in uh, other Nintendo franchises without having to call it, you know, Nintendo. They could say. Wario cross rabbits, and then just because Wario is a wacky character, they can pull in Samus and Link and other yep. pull in from other franchises uh, like that. But I would yep. I would love to see some sort of like weird hodgepodge ridiculous story that's kind of like Captain N style mm-hmm. weirdness where your posse, your your crew, trying to thwart the various villains from different Nintendo franchises. Your little crew is, you know, whatever, Wario and a bunch of rabbits. And you take your posse and you go to each world. And each world is going to be the boss of, you know, Began in one world, Mother Brain in another one, Bowser, yeah. etc. And you're you're going to get both a rabbit and a the Nintendo, right? You'll get the Samus rabbit and you'll get the Samus herself as well, that, right? That would be awesome. That'd I would be love awesome. to. I would love to see a mashup of the Nintendo world. 
or even if they kept it basic, like your Wario, have Wario join up with the evil rabbits, or Waluigi join up with the evil rabbits, whatever, something to add on to those really kind of Mario type characters. I think that would be kind of kind of cool, and then maybe potentially move up to like the Nintendo world, you know? Yeah. Well, what they're missing is the humor was very much like an Ubisoft style humor and presentation. And mm-hmm. what they were missing was that sort of Nintendo inside choke humor that Nintendo does very well. And right. if they can lean more towards that direction and really insert that weird Nintendo humor in addition to that rabid Ubisoft style humor and combine the two and make the two uh, uh, work off of one another. I think in they a, could, yeah. Well, that's a good way. It would be great. Yeah, and I, I think they could definitely do something like that. I think that'd be very smart. But yeah. um, yeah, bring it on. Bring on more Mario Plus Rabbids. I almost feel like this is a lot of people miss out on this game. I don't. Did you play this game? What Mario Plus Rabbids? Yeah. Yeah, I beat yeah. it. Okay. Yes. So did I. Um, their their DLC was actually pretty decent as well. And I think a lot of people slept on this game mostly because of the Rabbids themselves. But they weren't nearly as annoying as I thought they would be. Yeah, they're they're rabbits. They're still rabbits, but they weren't that bad. They weren't that bad. It actually, it was a good game. It sold pretty well, though. It sold well over a million. And I continue to see it on sale, like ridiculous sales too. I think I saw it for like fifteen, twenty bucks. Like, buy this game. It's a good game. It is. It is a really good game. It's actually not too long. It's not too short. It's kind of at like a just right. Yeah. I'd like to see a little, like, a little more exploration. Like, there's kind of a little bit of that with a tiny bit of puzzles, a little bit of exp- I'd like to see them advance on that a little bit. It's kind of on the rails, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very hand-holdy. Yeah, yeah, and it is probably because it's geared towards a younger audience as well. Yeah, um, it's, and, and that's and that's the thing, like, the gameplay is shallow because it's geared towards uh, a younger audience. However, it is doing very new things mm-hmm. for the tactical combat style thing. It's sort of like it's sort of like doing what Mario Kart did for racing games. It's uh, Mario Plus Rabbids did that for tactics combat games. Yeah, uh, it has that weird quirkiness where you can like move, go through a pipe, move through a character to do a slide attack, park yourself behind a, a, a wall or barricade of some sort to get the cover bonus, and then fire off a shot that will then cause the enemy to, like, bounce, bounce. backwards yeah. into something else that then causes something to explode. So you get this, like, chain reaction of events right. that you can legitimately plan for and cause to trigger. A lot of the... Uh, I love the mechanics, how predictable it is. Like, it's either 100% or, or 0% or 50%, right? Mm-hmm. It's... Very solid stuff. It's a very solid and well done game, although limited in what it's doing. So if they just take that, take that initial what they have set up and run with it, the sequel would be great. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, so Gotta yeah, some rails. That yeah, a little bit of that. I think uh, will probably go a long way. All right. So an inactive Best Buy listing for the Nintendo Switch version of Super Mario World 3D. Really? Well, you said that backwards, but yeah. Super Mario 3D World. Yes. <laughs> did it. I did it, guys. I said it right. Uh, I actually saw this one, uh, Wario64, our um, king of Twitter. Um, 
<laughs> Mike can use Twitter anyways. Uh, he saw that a listing uh, not activated for Super Mario 3D World was that uh, at Best Buy. He had the SKU number, he had a price tag, and it was 60 bucks, which I think is a big ask for that game. Um, but obviously take it with a grain of salt as well. So, Well, it's one of the best Mario games. I know, but it is also an older Mario game. Now, what else are they doing with this game? Are they just making not it available? Are they just making it available for the Switch? Because it's really not, I mean... I'm I think gonna... they're probably going to do some sort of deluxe edition to it. They have to. But, but there are no expansions or DLCs or anything for Super Mario, for 3D World, though. There hasn't, but you're right. There's there is a precedent. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. All they did was add uh, Funky Kong, Funky Kong, and maybe like one or two other small minor things. But Funky Kong was generally it, and they still charged the full sixty. Yeah, that that is also, but that's a more, uh, and that's a Wii U game, right? And this well, is also a Wii U game. This is a Wii U game, but this that. came out like seven years ago. Yeah. It's an old game. Seven? Seven. This is seven years ago. Seven years ago. Really? Initial release date, November 21st, 2013. It's not seven years yet. Six and a half. <sighs> <laughs> a six and a half year old game. Yes. Okay. Six and a half years old. I won't, I won't give Trials of Mana as 80, but it's at 77. But I'll make it seven. Oh, whatever. I'm not bitter about it or anything, all right? All right, anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a six-and-a-half-year-old game. 60 yeah. bucks? That's like like $10 a year. They, they did it to Mario Kart. Come on. But Mario Kart had a lot more. It had additional stuff to it. Captain Toad. <sighs> Captain Toad, was that a full-price game, though? Uh, it might have been 50 I have it. Yeah, I don't think it was a full-price game, but whatever. Anyway. But I don't think it was a full-price game when it first released either. No, it wasn't because it was. It was I mean, initially, it's a it's a Mario 3D World mini game. <laughs> That's where it initially came from, uh, and then they kind of expanded on that. But yeah, I think initially it was like forty dollars, and then when over came over to the Switch, it might have been like fifty bucks. I don't think it was full price, full price sixty. Um, but this, another, I'm sorry, so go ahead. This this could also be a sixty dollar just you know. Super Mario 3D All-Stars. It could be. It could be that, which has been, uh, there have been, it has been rumored um, to have something similar to that. So. But the the rumor was for Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario 64 and And Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. So they don't call it Super Mario 3D All-Stars or, or, or something close to that in do that All-Stars name, they need to do that. They're not going to do it. They should. They've abandoned the name. Yeah. They need to bring it back. Speaking of Best Buy, Best Buy is all over the leaking news. Usually it's like Walmart Canada, but this time it's like Best Buy, so pretty interesting here. Metroid Prime Trilogy could be coming to the Nintendo Switch. Because... Because why? Um, This this year. Yeah, and this year. Um, I think there was, um, I had it highlighted and I lost it. Dang it. Uh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's no dates here, but there is a listing on the website. Um, 
and even at some other places too. This might be the wrong article, but there was another place, uh, some other uh, game seller that yeah. also had a listing for Metroid Prime Trilogy for the Switch, dated uh, this year. Just 2020. No specific, yeah, yeah, 2020, nothing specific. Uh, and there was, as you said, Best Buy did the same thing as well. So this is uh, expect expect some awesomeness. Yeah. Um. So it kind of leads me to believe that there's another. Maybe it's going to be around E3 time. We'll get that direct with kind of loaded type of stuff. Whether it's the Mario, all that Mario rumors that we were hearing, maybe Metroid, probably some of these other games that we we're kind of waiting on, like Breath of the Wild Two, Metroid Prime Four. I think that's when we'll get kind of those big hitters. But yeah, Metro Prime Trilogy could be coming to the Nintendo Switch. We know it's coming. We don't know. We just, could be we just this year. We just yeah. I mean, they would be really smart in making it or redoing it or whatever. And you never played the Metroid Prime games. No, no. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness, man! I can't wait. Can't to wait. be you again. To be you again. <laughs> to be me again. I'm old. You don't want to be me. Um. All right. So this is generally the segment where I ignore all listener questions because we don't have any. So for upcoming RPGs, we have Broken Lines, uh, which is a alternative World War II history tactics game. Uh, there was something weird with this one because I think initially it was supposed to come out earlier. I want to say like last month. And then for some reason, it kind of got delayed or whatever. But here it is, Broken Lines. It's an alternative World War II history. And then that was actually, that was, was that today or yesterday? That was yesterday. So April, that was April 23rd for Broken Lines. April 24th, which is today as of this recording, Trials of Mana releases. If you're Johnny, don't buy it. Everybody else, I recommend it. Um, and then April 24th, again today, um, how do you say this? Naruto Shippuden, or Shippuden, Ultimate Ninja Storm 4, Road to Baroto, or Baruto. That's just, it's just too many words. Uh, that is April 24th, so it's an RPG fighting game, I guess? I don't know. It's got the RPG tag. <laughs> it's got the RPG tag on the, on the Nintendo eShop. Um... April 29th, Dread Nautical. It's that uh, Zen Studios game that I've been talking about. About uh, It's kind of, jeez, uh, what the HP Lovecraft type of story. Uh, it is a strategy, uh, or oh, I'm sorry, tactical RPG. Yep. So, yep, take a look at that. And then we have, I'm sorry, uh, April 30th, we have Fairy Knights. This is kind of an interesting type of game. I don't know if it's a game for me. Um, but it looks like it was maybe a mobile type of game. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, they've kind of ported it over. So it's got those, those hobbits that we like to talk about, the chibi type of, I don't know if they're chibi or if they just have big heads in this game. Uh, there, it's definitely, I wouldn't call it chibi. It's not, it's not, um, Shep. It, it's a Western take on doing chibi. That's what it looks like. Okay, I'll accept that. Um, I'm not sure how the game plays, to be honest. I, they it looks like the overworld is kind of like like as you're going on Mario World nodes, and then each maybe each node has you doing particular things. 
I don't know it's because I do. Random, it's got random battles. <laughs> I don't know because just... there's a kind of a. I'm just looking at screenshots here. It's got a, a puzzle type of. Yeah. Type I'm of looking mini- at video right now. And it's got it's, a, yeah, it's got a puzzle type mini game. What else does it have there? So you got a party. I, I see a party of, I don't know, this rogue and a cat. And you solve a puzzle in order to attack the enemy. This is like, and it's a slide, almost like a rotate bits in a puzzle to connect some lines together. Uh, you have some active tiny type stuff. When it's your turn, you do your turn to solve a puzzle. And if you solve the puzzle, you can attack, I guess. Uh, so it's kind of like, what's that treasure game? Those, those treasury, I forgot what they're called, but. Puzzle Quest, I think. Oh, yeah, like Gem gem Quest, Puzzle Quest. Um, Gems of War, I think, does that, yeah. But there's no gems here. I mean, there is actually <laughs> a gem in the puzzle, but it's not a bunch of gems. It's like weird paths. They right. So, you know, it, it looks like garbage. Then we have uh, Book of Demons, which you have played on April 30th as well. Played and beat. Played and beat. That. It, you did show a little bit off to me beforehand. It is an interesting take on the isometric. I don't even know if I'd call it call it um, action RPG. I, I guess you could. Hack it, it, yeah, slash. it's an interesting take on the hack and slash because it's almost like active time battle a little bit. It seemed like no, no it's fully real time. Fully real time. So you're clicking that button and you're attacking. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it is real time action combat. It's but, very much it's it is Diablo, but on rails. But yes. you control the rails. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like guided. It's weird. It it it's how it's presented. So instead of you being able to free roam, it, it's first off the aesthetic is it looks like a pop up book or pop up book art. Mm-hmm. Everything looks like it's cut out of cardboard, and it's kind of like that uh, that Yoshi's world yeah but they took that aesthetic of yoshi's crafted world and put it into and made a diablo game <laughs> it's exactly that and instead of getting gear as your loot drops you're still getting gold but instead of gear you're getting cards right and those cards get added to your inventory and then your hand of cards is your loadout and that hand you can piece together based on the cards that you have that you've collected and you can insert however many cards that you feel is necessary to build out your hand, and you can increase the size of your hand, which therefore increases your character's power because now you're adding new abilities, new new passives, new things that can make your character that much better. Uh, and there's very interesting point-and-click combat mechanics mm-hmm. where you can actually like swat down uh, ranged attacks that are coming at you by clicking on them or or in order some enemies are armored so you, they won't take any damage unless you have to literally click on their their armor in order to de-armor them to break through to bust their armor to actually deal damage to them. I wonder armor. how this is going to and we talked about this how this is going to replicate be replicated on console. Like is yeah. this going to be a game that is only going to be handheld only? There are they would- yeah, they they would have to change a lot just just because and and what's gonna I played and beat the game, 
the mechanics that they tie in so heavily with the with the mouse clicking and where you are clicking is very important. So that is a they'd have to rethink that in a fairly dramatic way, which is why I am I am interested in how they pull it off, and I'm afraid that they they might have pulled it off in a way of like cheating and watering down that experience because it is. It, it is exciting in that when you're in the middle of combat, you're surrounded by enemies, they're blocking your, your movement in one particular direction, there's like fireballs coming at you, they have to swat down and whatnot. Like, that's all fun. It was, it was right. cool, like, clicking on all those different things all over the screen, uh, and your character's not moving to them because your attacks are kind of like range. They have a range to them. Sure. So as long as you can click it, your character stays put where they are in their, their roller coaster lane, but their attack is sort of like reaching far out there to swat something down so yeah this this could be and may be a uh handheld only it would make sense to be able to handheld kinda, makes sense, yeah yeah to be able to touch and click those things so yeah i wonder how they're gonna replicate the pointer on that mouse it's gonna be if they if they pull it off well i would definitely recommend the game unless yeah. it's it's got a score it's in 80 good. though it's got a score in 80 <laughs> it's good. The game, the game's really good. It's well, it's just, fun. Just it's so short. You, just so you know, it's it only scored a seventy-eight, Johnny. Okay. What? It only 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 a seventy-eight. I would not buy this game. Maybe. I I would. I'm looking at Open Critic seventy-eight. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. It's just a bad game. <laughs> oh wow! It is seventy-eight. It's a good game, right? It is a good game. That's great, Johnny. I love it. I love that you admitted a 78 is a good game. Trials of Man is a 77. I understand. Not as good as a 78. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I can see uh, the uh, the drawback to the game. The drawbacks yeah. being how short it is. But yeah, but it's doing interesting stuff. Um, it's kind of got its appeal. Um, but yeah, it looks really, really interesting. It definitely looks like a Diablo 2 when you look at it visually, but plays very different. And there's another, there's another thing. It's weird about book of demons. And it is a, if you don't, I didn't fully understand it. And I think it might be, some people might see it as a drawback. Book of demons is supposed to be multiple, a collection of multiple books. Okay. And there's only one book and each book is supposed to mimic some like game, some tried and true game, but like its own its own like take on it. For example, the the one there's only one book in there, but when you open up into the main menu, you see a bunch of pedestals that could fit. I think it's seven different books, but only one is actually available to you because only one of the games actually released. Okay. So Book of Demons is actually meant to be this bigger thing with seven different games in it. But right now, there's only one fully finished game, and it's not a long game. You can beat it in less than, or right around 10 hours, or probably less than 10 hours, and that's it. Hmm. So I can kind of see that as being kind of a, a reason for the score not being as, uh, as overly positive as I'm, I am with well, it. Well, I mean, I hope length doesn't, um, doesn't determine a, a score, because there are short games that are reviewed very well. Um, I think Child of Light is a great example of games that are very short. Very short meaning 10, 12 hours long, but
but are very, I think, very, very good. Um, well, I don't, I don't think it's so much as being short as it's in your face on that first screen, the opening screen. Oh, okay. Screen, just looks incomplete, missing, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Incomplete. You're missing content. And okay. the game itself is actually, I think it's 25. Wow. On, All right. Steam, so that's um i don't have yeah it's 25 dollars so it makes it feel like an episodic thing and at 25 dollars a pop is kind of a lot 25 for a 10 hour game is uh you know it's yeah it i can see that being another reason why uh why the score got docked potentially docked a little bit but like things like prices fluctuate so I think when when reviewing a game, I mean, yeah, it's okay to review with price in there as well, but you got you got to take into account that prices change, you know, things things like that. Unless it's a Nintendo game, you know, things like that fluctuate. So to put it into a review, I mean, yeah, it should be there, I guess, but it's kind of tough. It is so, it is tough, but this game was in like early access for did, I think. Either either way, the uh reviews for it on Steam, the Steam reviews, the user reviews, uh 89% recent and overall 92%. So, you know, it it's a solid game. It's fun. Uh $25 is steep. So, I actually redact my recommendation. <laughs> I redact don't, that. don't redact it. If it's a good game, it's a good game. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter what people like, like Open Critic or whatever, you know? It is popcorn, though. It, it's like Diablo popcorn, right? People like eating their popcorn while watching their movie, right? It's a light snack. It's buttery. It's savory. It's slightly sweet, right? Uh, this, is, this is that. This is like the popcorn Diablo. And Diablo was already popcorn. Right. For Diablo RPGs. 3. Well, no, the original Diablo was meant to be a popcorn version oh, really? of RPGs, of hardcore, of, of rogue games. Uh, Diablo was meant to be a popcorn version of that. Mm -hmm. So this is a popcorn version of a game that was already a popcorn version of something. So it's the seed. No, it's the crumbs. I don't know. I have no idea. It's good, though. Colonels. All right. Book of Demons, April 30th. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Switch RPG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for the question segment that we didn't get to because I didn't ask for any. Uh, remember, you can listen to the show each and every week at SwitchRPG.com, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen on the app, please give us a rating and review. I want to climb up those charts. I'd like to make millions doing this, right, Johnny? Millions? Sure. <laughs> millions all right uh, how about tens of dollars fives of dollars ones of dollars anything yeah, anyway what's that let's go with the millions that's, Million that's all right cool we'll go with we, can start a, we can start a, a a studio together or we can help fund uh a studio and and make some awesome content yes we could uh we could do that we could do that. Tell people what to do. I'd love it. All right. And finally, you can head over to SwitchRPG.com for all your Nintendo Switch RPG needs. Until next time. Goodbye.